Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench, episode number 204. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Happy Chicago week, partner. Absolutely. I know. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. Totally. Yeah. It's going to be so great to be around so many of people that we enjoy so much and talking dental. Can't wait. Yes. I can't wait. So I know we've been talking about it and asking guests about it for months. But like you said, it's this weekend. So I don't know if we can change anybody's mind that has decided not to go. I think we're past that point. I think so. But if you do go, make sure you come see us. Barb and I, all weekend, will be at the Preet booth in the West Exhibit Hall. Now, this is not the main exhibit hall that's in the basement, but it's the much cooler exhibit hall. So I think, if I remember correctly, because it's been, what, two years now? Yeah. I think you go down one set of escalators across the hall and then go down another set of escalator i don't know it's been a while but i'm sure the team at lmt will have signs everywhere to direct you to the west exhibit hall right you know they will oh they better <laughs> so make sure you come be on the podcast or you know just say hey and then we also want to encourage everyone to make sure you visit all the other vendors that are in our industry that have been waiting so long to connect with us because without them There'd be no us. (laughs) There'd be no us. There'd still be an us. Eh, maybe. But there would also be no LMT Lab Day. So make sure you show those vendors some love. Now, if you remember, at the end of 2021, Barb and I asked, and we begged a little. A little. A little. For all y'all to vote for us. Oh, y'all. Yeah, I'm in Indiana. It's allowed. Uh To vote for us to be the best dental podcast of 2021 which we already are but officially more than just our minds (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately there's no trophy and there's definitely no cash reward but thanks to all of our wonderful fans we get to brag so out of all the dental podcasts that are out in the world we are proud to say that we came in fourth place just off the podium but but that's awesome. It's amazing considering how many podcasts there are. Heck yeah. Thank you, everybody. So no gold, no silver, no bronze, but we do get a consolation prize, <laughs> a coupon of our choice. Oh, well, congratulations. I think that's pretty cool. I think it just goes to show how much love there is in our industry. I know. We already knew that. Now we know it even more. And now we get to brag about it. Yep. Oh, we're talking about you. Here we go. Yeah, give me a moment here. I'd like to talk about myself. (laughs) If you happen to be up at 945 on Saturday and have nothing better to do at LMT Lab Day Chicago, and I promise you can even come in hungover, you might actually enjoy the presentation a little bit more, I will be talking about marketing your lab in the Acapulco room and the West Tower Gold Level. I have no idea where that is. Don't ask. So if you see me wandering around at 940 lost on Saturday, please help me get to the Acapulco room because I don't have no idea where it is. <laughs> so make sure you register for my presentation. I'm calling Using Your Awkwardness to Market Your Lab. Is this through Preet? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's Preet's room. We have a whole bunch of speakers. You should come check out some of our other speakers. They're great. Chris, Ruben, all sorts of people will be there talking about implants and attachments. I'm talking about being awkward. That'll do you good. There you go. 
Talk about what you know. Mm-hmm. So please visit the link on this episode's show notes or go to lmtmag.com to register. So we've had many lab families on the podcast. Husband and wife, father and son, mother and daughter, brother and brother, sister and sister, and even brother and sister. And now we get to talk to another dynamic of family, mother and son. Barksdale Dental Lab in Huntsville, Alabama is known for being on the cutting edge of technology and efficiency. It all started in the 80s by Steve and Betty Barksdale. Betty comes on to talk about starting the lab and creating an environment that puts their employees first. She's also joined by her son, Blake Barksdale, who came into the lab, turned his life around, and continues to keep Barksdale Dental Lab learning and growing to offer the best possible solutions to their dentist. So join us as we chat with Betty and Blake Barksdale. Whitmix is now providing its milling customers with Prima milling tools, the high-performance milling tools engineered specifically for Roland Mills. This new tool range outperforms the competition. The results show that not only does the tool last 29% longer than most others, their precision creates a pinpoint accuracy ensuring a perfect fit for the patient. Whitmix's own digital technical support team said, quote, The tools are a drop-in replacement for Roland tools, so there's no need to make changes to the software to accommodate them. All of the Prima tools seem to have an exceptional life and produce a great surface finish. We recommend switching to them. The uncoated tools save up to 40% per restoration over the market leaders, but you can now save 20% on these great tools through January 10th, 2021. To take advantage of this offer, visit whitmix.com or call 1-800-626-5651. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We are excited to have on the podcast today the Barksdales <laughs> from Huntsville, Alabama, correct? Yep. Blake and Betty Barksdale. How are you guys? Doing awesome. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, we just said that. Barb, this is getting silly. <laughs> I'll come up with another word. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> we're good we're good so blake betty everybody knows barksdale dental lab you guys have been killing it for a long time let's hear the story on how everything started because i know blake you're second generation right yeah i've only been here for about 17 years i dropped out of high school when i was 17 and started out sitting next to my dad spotting in all his porcelain oh so that's i'm cool. one of the few people in my young 30s that still remember doing a lot of that. We still do probably about 40 PFMs a day, but I'm one of the few guys here that started out with that knowledge of cutting porcelain every single day. Your father started the lab? Yes. Yeah. My dad, and he's still a bench nut. You know, he sits out there uh, every day. He trimmed eyes just like David does up at Nakanishi. Yeah. That's what my dad did too. That's awesome. (laughs) He's the old anchor. Oh yeah. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but dad did all the the work pushing and mom did all the lab building. Yep. That's awesome. So funny story about how he got in this business. Yeah. His mother was a dental assistant and he was working at JCPenney selling suits. (laughs) And she came home one night. She says, 
Hun, I know where you can get a job making $45 a week. And Steve said, where? She said, over at the dental lab. And I think you're talented. I think you should go talk to them. So he went and he talked to J.C. Scrimpshire and Tom Tingle. And before he went to his interview, his dad said, now listen, when they ask you, what do you want out of this job? Look them dead in the eye and tell them, well, one day I want to be sitting in your seat. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it. And they looked at each other and they started laughing and they said, you're hired. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went back and he turned in his notice at Penny's and they begged him to stay. You're going to make so much money at Penny, Steve. You've got to stay here. You've got a future, a career here. He said, no, I'm going to go try this other thing. And when Steve finally quit over at Scrimpshire, it was like eight years later, JC told him, I knew you would do this, but I'm going to tell you, you made me more money than any employee I ever hired. <laughs> wow. He's a hard worker. So JC Penney's, they're closed now, aren't they? Yeah. It was a good move. <laughs> I was going to say, Barksdale's still going strong. <laughs> you outlived JC Penney. Uh-huh. <laughs> they went from one JC to the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> The JC, actually, a lot of awesome technicians started there, and a lot of big lab owners started there. Billy Drake started there. And, oh, wow. And so did uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Winstead, which they own Oral Arch down the street from us, and they're very large lab. Oh, yeah. I so, know who they are. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of employees going back and forth. <laughs> I bet. Yep. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so JC trained a lot of people. I think there were probably 10 labs that came from his training and went all over. He was a great trainer. Yeah, he was heavy on PTC. Even back then? Back then, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Steve was one of the first PTC facilitators. Wow. Yep. What's your dad's name? Steve? Steve, yes. Yeah, what did he start to do when he got into the lab business? What does a suit salesman get into? <laughs> I think his first thing was cleaning the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he was working late night one day. I, I don't know what all he was doing to start with, but I know he was. He did the janitorial stuff. And then one day he looked over JC's shoulder and JC said, come here, let me show you how to polish this gold crown. And he started mm. polishing gold crowns. Soon he was kind of doing a little bit of everything. Dad is a CDT and ceramics and crown and bridge. So he's master builder and master contour. Man. Nice. He used to sit down there every night. And after he would clean the lab, he would start trying to teach himself how to do something. So wow. he just, I mean, he would stay there till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. We had one car. He'd call me. I'd drive down there and pick him up, bring him home. <laughs> I mean, it, it was tough, but he had a drive and a desire to win and that's why where we are right now so yeah. i think you didn't you start out pouring models yes in the lab at one point yeah. so i was telling blake this morning <laughs> when uh 1980 we opened our lab we bought used equipment we sold our house took all our equity money borrowed some money from my parents moved in with them and then opened in athens alabama in 1980 That was the year my daughter, Stephanie, was born, and I refused to go back to work after she was born. I said, I don't care if we live in a trailer. I'm not going back to work. I'm not leaving this baby for somebody else to raise her. Hmm. So he said, well, I guess I'm going to have to open my own lab, and that's what we did. 
So the first day we opened the doors and he went to Dr. Wilson's office and he was going to see all the local dentists to tell him he had opened a lab. And Dr. Wilson was sitting there with a cigarette and about two inches of ash hanging off the end of it. <laughs> yeah, they used to do that. I remember he that when I was a kid. While he was working on the patient, he turned around and he Oh, the 80s. Hydrocolloid impressions in Steve's hand with no gloves, nothing. That's the way it was back then. And he said, here you go, boy. Go see what you can do with this. <laughs> wow. And I, I was at the lab. Steve comes running in. He said, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I got a case. <laughs> That's how it started. Great story. Oh, my. Where did it start? Was it out of your home or? No, we rented a building over in Athens. I knew he had the ability to do it. And we had the financial freedom to do it because my parents helped me. Mm -hmm. We just knew we would win. I mean, we just were fearless. Today, I don't think I would do it knowing what I know about business. But back then, we wanted to raise our family. We didn't want anybody else raising our family. And that was just the only way to do it. So while we were trying to raise our family, Stephanie, she was four years old. So we'd been in business for two years because she was one mm-hmm. when we went into business. We had a room where we had all of our porcelain, our Ceramco porcelain. And I got busy paying bills and I walked in the middle room and she had emptied every porcelain (laughs) bottle we had into a sink. Oh no. That had to hurt. I called Steve. I said, Hey hun, come in here and look at this and what do we need to do? Do we need to put the porcelain back in the bottle? Oh no. (laughs) And Steve said, Betty, Betty, take Stephanie and go home. I said, well, I can't, no, I can't talk to you right now. You just need to leave. I've got cases due and I have no porcelain. And now we've got to rebuy all this porcelain. I mean, it was awful. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I had to really watch her after that. I take it she's not in the business? No, she actually, she was in it at one point. She was a waxer and then she helped run the front office. Oh. So all of us have done it. My, my sister Jennifer right now runs HR. And she was also a waxer. She was a really good waxer. She did. She used to do all of our diagnostics. Uh, she's still one of the only people that could wax a full gold crown. We'd invest it and cast it. You'd barely have to touch it. You just yeah finish it, polish it up, and send it out the wow. door. So you know, for every action, there's a reaction. And the reason she's not in the business is she had her first child, and her husband on the day they brought her home. That's Carly. He lost about half of his business that day. And I saw him. He broke out in a cold sweat. I said, what's wrong? He said, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this house. They had just moved in a brand new house that he had built. He said, I've just lost half my business. I said, well, let's just start a new business. They're foreclosing on houses all over the place. Let's buy some foreclosures. You can fix them up and then we'll rent them out. What time is your HGTV show on? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like every time somebody has a first child, we open a business. (laughs) Where are you at with that, Blake? (laughs) I have two. (laughs) I got a two and a half year old and I've got a 13 year old stepdaughter. So actually when Stephen was born, it really started driving me here. Uh, I was not in any management at the time. 
So one of our CAD CAM managers at the time was leaving to go work for somebody else. And everybody kind of looked at me and they were just, were well, you ready to give this a shot? And I was scared as hell, but I did it and figured out I'm pretty good at it. So now I'm the operations manager. Oh, yeah. And I started jumping into a bunch of different things. I'm one of the few people here that has their hands in removables and in uh, fixed. And the only place where I'm really not that knowledgeable is implants. But thankfully, we've got a lot of great people here that I am currently learning from. Blake, let's back up. You mentioned you started during high school. I did. I dropped out. So at what grade did you decide this is a life for me? That's pretty young. Well, so truth be told, I kind of had a hard upbringing. So I was uh, I was a problem child. I was getting in trouble with the law and different things. And that was one of the reasons why I dropped out and dad was kind of fed up with me. So he said, come up here, you're going to sit next to me and we're going to learn how to do this. Yeah. So You don't sound like so someone that's had a troubled past. <laughs> I really didn't really figure out my life until I was about 29. Yeah. So, but, you know, a good woman and a little Jesus Christ can fix anything. So. That's for sure. <laughs> Agree. So I met my wife here in the lab and she kind of just started steering me in the right direction. And everything's been really great since then. And God's been good. Uh, business has been good. My name's been kind of getting out there. I never really planned on it, but I was just open and started talking to people online and meeting a lot of people. And really, Mike Suris is a big reason why I know a lot of the people that I do. Mike Suris from Carbon. Oh, mm-hmm. During the shutdown, and this is when I first got into removables, during the shutdown, we landed an account where we were going to do 40 partials a day. Oh, and we have never done anything like that. Yowzer. But we were trying to find anything that would keep our people at work. We didn't lay off anybody. We wanted to keep everybody on staff. We paid everybody. We paid everybody even though they weren't working. You didn't furlough anybody? Maybe there was one or two that we didn't want working here anymore. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> but you have like over 100 people, right? No, we've always been under 100, but right now we're hovering right at 99. And thank God for this Supreme Court decision. I, I think we're going to hire some more. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with that. That was all over our lab yesterday. As soon as that popped up, we're like, oh, thank God. Yes. It was <laughs> yeah, a blessing. To not furlough 99 people during this? How could we do that? Okay, so some people have been with us for 25 years. You want to go and look at them in the eye and tell them, find out a way to make your car payment? I get it. We paid full salary. We kept all of their benefits. Wow. And we paid for, I think it was four and a half weeks while they were trying to decide if they were going to do the PPP. Yeah. And the day before they approved the PPP, We had a meeting in the break room and I said, I'm looking for volunteers. Is there anyone here that has the ability to go home and not work? I'm looking for volunteers. I'm trying to make a list. Our people are important. They're family. We help them even outside of the lab. You know, if somebody's got bad credit, they'll come talk to me. I'll help them fix their credit. Since I'm in the housing industry, I'll help them find a house. I'll help them with their down payment and let them pay Roadie Duck, pay me back until they can be a homeowner. And that just helps me. It helps them because their payments are less. They have pride. They have a home. You just treat them like they're your kids and they will give back to you as well. That's unbelievable. No wonder you've had people there so long. Exactly. (laughs) 
How many months did you have to do that for? We paid for four and a half weeks and then PPP came. And so we just continued to pay until the PPP money was available. Thank God we had cash on hand Mm. Yeah, because things started looking a little iffy. So Steve said, don't you buy any more houses. (laughs) You can't have any more money out of my account. I've been trying to stop doing that forever. (laughs) And he said, we got to build some cash up. So we started just slowing down, not buying anything and making sure that we had enough money to cover our people. That's huge. It really touched me because so many people came and cried and told me how much they appreciated that we stood in the gap for them. Yeah, I'm sure. It built something really close and personal above what we had before. Hugs and a lot of patting on the back. And is honestly, it was a great time for our company and it has improved our company. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Sounds like it. And during that time, uh, Blake came up here every day and he was training, teaching himself. He had people here that had more experience than him and they would come in and sit with him for days and days. I mean, it was months that Blake was down here 10, 12 hours a day. He didn't just come work five hours. He would come work 10, 12 hours a day. He called me on the phone, mom, I've got this figured out now. We can do this or we can do this. He has saved me so much money in the last two years. This is just like you taking advantage of the shutdown to educate yourself and improve the lab. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to figure out anything I could take digital because at the time, you know, I sat on the bench contouring for eight plus years. My dad made me polish lingual bands for eight years. (laughs) Sounds like my dad. Yeah, well, he, you know, now when I have employees come up to me, like, I'm tired of doing this. I polished bands for eight years. I don't want to hear it. I've done the hard bench work, and I, I've got a lot of respect from the people around here for doing that. And anytime something happens, you know, I don't sit at a computer all day or in an office. I hop up, and I get around, and I help out with all the bench work, doing designs and anything. Uh, but at the time, I had spent a lot of time designing And I was one of the the top designers back there designing full large cases and things like that. And so we had a guy here named Jason that was doing partials and we'd started talking. We were looking at, since we landed this account, the only way we could do it is if we took it digitally because we couldn't wax up 40 partials a day with three guys. No, no way. And so I called Mike Suris because we had two carbons at the time. And I was trying to figure out, okay, I've seen the pictures. What do we do? And he's like, well, let me get you in touch with this guy in San Antonio. And that's when I met Thomas Blanchett at BNR Dental. And me and Thomas just kicked it off. That is my best friend in the industry. So shout out to Thomas and his mother, Barbara. But so Thomas showed me what he has been doing. He had learned the same thing. We started printing all of our partials after we designed them on three shape. And very quickly, with a staff of about four guys, we were designing, printing, investing, and casting and finishing 40 partials a day. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it it was crazy. We made a lot of mistakes. As soon as uh, the shutdown was over, that particular company went back to what they used to do, and they sent it back to China. Mm. But at that time, we were ready, and any time we wanted to bring on new accounts, uh, we were ready for partials. And you know, now we're back up to doing somewhere around 20, 25 partials a day. 
and we do them all digitally. Uh, we're getting great results, and I, I do them for some other labs too. You know, I kind of have a waiting list right now because we don't have enough to take on any more of the parcels unless they're well, specifically for doctors, which I'd rather work for. Sure. How are you manufacturing those? What what systems are you using? So I, I print with the photo dent material on the carbon, and I also have two envision. I have three carbons and two envision techs. Jeez. <laughs> So we do ortho models on the Envision Tech. We do them on the Carbon too, when we have the time. But mostly we print crown and bridge models, uh, dentures, custom trays, and uh, some partials on the carbons. And then there's also a really good photopolymer wax mix material on the Envision Tech called Press Ecast that I learned from watching Michael Colwick do some videos with Envision Tech. Oh, I know Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike actually used to be in uh, this big study group that we're in, the Dental Resource Alliance. Yeah. He's a big hero of mine. Yeah. So I watched those videos and learned that and started trying that. We've gotten a lot of great results with it. A lot of people don't have good results with it. It just comes down to user error. If you don't clean your machines, keep them upright, if you don't maintain things, they're going to fail. Yeah. And it's the same thing with porcelain ovens, anything else out there. So a lot of people have a bad habit in this day and time. Just If something doesn't work the first time, they just go ahead and shut it off. But you know, jump in, figure it out, learn from your mistakes. That's what we've done. We've been pretty successful with it. It's basically all self-taught except for the traditional stuff your father taught you, right? Yeah. Well, when I first started designing partials, I got obsessed and I went and bought a bunch of books. I got some books recommended to me from John Wilson, uh, Atlas of Removable Partial Denture Design. And then, you know, our removable manager is Dan Yoder. He used to work for Ivaclar. I know Dan Yoder too. Wow. Small yeah, girl. you know Dan. Yeah, yeah, Dan's great. He's, he's actually fantastic. he's that is my favorite man I've ever worked with. <laughs> I love Dan. Yeah. In fact, I'd love to bring him on here one time and talk about the importance of having a great removable tech to go digital. Since Dan has gotten here, we've grown our removables double in the past few months, and Dan is fantastic. So yeah, he used to work for Ivaclar, and then he did dentures and dental services at one point. He used to work for Trey Chambers. He's been around all over the place. So, but Dan, fantastic. So did Barksdale start as a Crown and Bridge? Yes. So, we've only had removables for ten years. No, no, I think it's eight. It's Is eight it years. eight? Yeah. And I, I had ten managers during that time of just a removable department oh yeah because Craner bridge is solid yeah but yeah. You, you know what it's funny removable techs a lot of times they tell you they know how to do everything but <laughs> then you hire them and it's like wait a minute I, I thought you knew how to do this we're gonna let you train people but you don't know how to do this yeah it's all the monitor <laughs> but we finally Got Dan Yoder, and I can tell you, I thank God for Dan Yoder. He is a genius. He is solid. Well, you know him, Barb. Oh, yeah. He's just amazing. How did you guys find him, or did he find you? Herb Baird. Ah. Herb Baird from Ivacar. All right. They were really good friends, and I just kept begging her, please, please help me. I just keep going through these people. It's just not working. <laughs> And at of course, my name in the removable part of the business was mud yeah. because we just kept getting a new person, a new person. And you guys you know, know, everybody wasn't horrible. It's just that they weren't the right fit. Yeah, us. sure. Yep. Yeah. And you guys know, usually most labs, they're either just good and crown and bridge yep. or removables. It's very rare that it's both. That's true. 
And so, yeah, we just, we landed another Steve Barksdale to run the That's venture That's what department. it is. <laughs> Dan is Steve Barksdale in removable. Yeah. That's what it is. Honestly, we were probably getting in 25 cases a day when Dan got here. And now we're getting around 125 a day. Jesus. <laughs> That's a lot of removable. And he's been here a year and a half or two years? A year and a half. Yeah. He's been here two years. It's probably yeah. it's more like a hundred. Is that him in the background correcting you? No, no, no. That's oh. our comptroller, Kelly. She sits in the back in this office. So. <laughs> Say hey, Kelly. Hey, how are y'all? Hello. <laughs> so, were you guys marketing the removable, or was that just word of mouth that it, your reputation just turned around? I think it's a little both. Yeah. So we don't really have a big Instagram. Uh, and I'm the only guy running it because I'm the only one with the, I guess, the balls to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I get on there and I post things about the digital dentures and everything. We've landed some of that. I'd say maybe we're about 10% digital on that front. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it has just been doing really, really good work. You know, they get tired of some of the other labs in the southeast and that uh, they give us a shot and they've been really happy with it. And that word's starting to get around. You know, you get a good fit and partial in anybody's mouth. When these dentists meet the study groups, they all talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so they'll be sitting there, I'm having a terrible time with these partials. Who are you using? Well, I'm using Barstale. And then they give us a shout. We give them some RXs and we get started. And, you know, we're getting those frameworks back five to six days after they come here. So they're used to getting them back in two weeks, three weeks, because so many people are sending them to China. Yeah. So when they, when we say, well, we can have this back to you in five or six days. What? <laughs> are you kidding? That's pretty awesome for them as well. And yeah. we started the ortho department two years ago. Oh, serious? Wow. How's that going? It started Fantastic. with one guy. And then it grew to four. Now we're back down to three because we had one retire. But uh, it's growing, and they're getting somewhere around 30, 40 cases a day now, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, doing great. Where are you guys finding all your technicians? I can't find any in Florida. Well, we're all uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> we have a secret. Uh, uh, Blake. You buy him a house? No. <laughs> Blake, Blake. That helps. <laughs> Blake starts praying, and he, he just starts asking God, hey, can you send me some really good people? <laughs> And then they just show up. So that happens sometimes. And a lot of times I, I just get these little internal feelings about, you know, okay, well, we haven't tried this. We haven't tried that. That's all God led. I know he's speaking through me. So I post things about, okay, we need this specific position and I'll post pictures of what they're doing. And then people will just start flying in. We uh, landed some people from paychecks, which is what we do for our, our payroll. Indeed, yeah. And Indeed, a zip recruiter, more Indeed and paychecks than anything. I mean, we just start trading from the ground up. We have a lot of previous lab owners that work here mm -hmm. and have worked with us for a long time. So we've got a lot of really good people to train. And we've also got some consultants that we've landed from, you know, listening to you guys. Larry Weiss consults with me and so does David Avery. That's awesome. So Larry helps us with the financial side and is helping us grow scorecards and things oh, wow. like that that's going on with Jim Gorgel. And we've been seeing a lot of fantastic benefit from it. And now we have a real grip on what's going on inside the lab. And then David comes in and he's reintroducing PTC. A lot of our guys here have been trained on it, 
but it's been kind of lost somewhere down the line. Sure. Dad just has to sit at the bench. He can't facilitate that all the time. So uh, and now we've started reintroducing it. I've got it for CAD. I've got the nest teeth sitting around. We bought some DVDs and we're doing lunch and learns with the technicians where we'll, we'll pay for their lunch. And we just, even the people that know it, you just sit there and watch some of these videos and go back through the importance of denture impressions and things like that, making sure you see all your landmarks. Now all of a sudden everybody's around there looking and they can tell what a bad impression is instead of just jumping in. So we're, we're training them before they ever hit the seats. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and we play musical chairs a lot here too. We hire somebody in a department and maybe that doesn't work. We'll try them up to four places to see if we can make sure that they can do the job. And in that process, we eventually find their seat. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? That's a, that's great because sometimes people don't have the the hand dexterity for certain jobs and then right. You know, they just need something that fits. I love that. How is your ceramics department set up? Are you still hand layering everything or are you pressing your PFMs? We do not press anything except just full contour Emacs or layered Emacs. We still have a full-fledged ceramics department. Wow. We have got, five builders in yeah, there. Yeah, we've got five builders and three glazers, and whenever there's nothing to build, they all glaze. We're still selling our margins and wax hand sealing those. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Honestly, I don't you care. You got to do it right. Why, yep. why not just do it right? You know, it's going to cost a little more money, but the dentist and more importantly, the patient deserves something that is right. Yeah. yeah. So they build and contour their own units. Do you have like posterior builders and anterior builders or does everybody do everything? So in the in the building room, they just build. There's probably one or two of them in there that can contour, but we have a whole contour department. We have eight people out there contouring all day. Okay. So because we push through, I mean, we do, I don't know, somewhere around 200 plus zirconia units a day, mm-hmm. and then maybe 40 or so of PFMs, and then we do 40 or so of Emacs every day. So it goes to this, so they build it up, and then it goes to the contour who contours it, and then it goes to the glazer? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's how we were set up. That's excellent. Okay. Yeah. It's a little old school, but it's tried and true. Yep. Agreed. I think we're just lucky we've had so many people for so long. We've got several people that have been here 25 years. Yeah. And then probably a dozen people that have been here 17 to 25 years. Yeah. We've, oh, they're we've not leaving. <laughs> that's obvious. They're not leaving. It's our family. It's yep. our family. Yep. And, a, and a handful of those are CDTs. We don't we don't have a whole lot of CDTs here, and we have some that have let them lapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one in partials, one in implants. Used to have one in ortho. He's retired. A couple in ceramics, a couple in crown and bridge, a couple in dentures. So we, we've got all the fields covered. Yeah. We have nine previous lab owners working for us. Yeah. Wow. So they've been there that long, or did that happen during the transition from COVID and all of that? That's happened over the last 15 years. Wow. Like it was small lab owners and I would find out that they were not doing very well. So I would go talk to them and then I would say, Hey, why don't you bring your business? Come on over here. I'll pay you well. You won't have to worry with all the paperwork. You'll have insurance. You don't have insurance now. Yeah. And they just would throw in with me. And wow. that's how, and, and they've stayed. They've all just stayed. And that's actually how we built the removable department. We hired a removable guy that was going under. Oh, yeah. 
he wasn't exactly going under. He was just he was just tired of it. He was tired of the rat race. And you know, it's hard when you're a one two man life. Oh, it's very it's hard. A yeah. lot of work. You live and there. He really enjoys just doing his craft. Mm -hmm. He loves doing his work. And he's been with us ten years now and he's he's very, very happy. And he was actually a groomsman in our wedding in nineteen seventy four. That's right. Oh my God. Ron That's Davis. Crazy. Ron yeah. Davis. He's Ron awesome. Davis. He's back there right now. He he's seventy two now. Seventy two. He's, he's finishing partials. Oh he my gosh. Good for I him. I think he'll be here till he's eighty five. He loves to work. He loves the business. He loves dealing with the doctors. He's just <laughs> Yeah, he still gets on the phone hobby. sometimes. <laughs> it's his hobby and he loves it. That is awesome. He's a great guy. Are they transitioning it's hard to transition him to digital? I was <laughs> yeah, doing it. Yeah. It. It's amazing. You know? That was my next question. I was gonna say, are they open minded to, to transitioning to the digital? He tried for about a year and a half trying to talk me going back into waxing and I said, Ron, who's gonna do it? We don't have anybody that's gonna do it anymore. Wow. He's like, Well, I, I could do it and I was like, Well, okay, well show me how to do it and he's like, Well, I gotta sit over here and finish it. I said, like, All right, well I'm gonna just design it then. So <laughs> Like I said, user error, we had to go through a couple of different investments. We found out we really like Bago's Barcio SP for partials for mm -hmm. doing printing mm -hmm. resins. It's Bago's always been top of line stuff. They've got great stuff over yeah. there. Especially their investments. You know, after making a few mistakes and learning some things, Ron finally he loves it and it takes him less time to fit and finish these than it ever did when he was doing the hand wax ones. So is every removable case you're doing digital? No. Okay. Most of all of our denture room is still traditional. Okay. I've been looking at a lot of different options. I've milled some TCS pucks. Mm -hmm. I've milled some Duraflex and VisiClear, and I like it, but at the same time, you're, you're designing a partial frame, and then you have to go in there with the mesh grid, and you have to pour acrylic and add, I mean, you have to set up the teeth and then boil it out and then pour the acrylic and all that stuff. It's just kind of a waste of time when you can just sit there and wax it and do it all really Yeah, fast. all at the same time, yeah. yeah. So maybe if we had a lot more of that, I don't know, I'd have to sit there and look at it. But also the cost of the pucks doesn't really make sense when you can inject them pretty cheap. So. Sure. What about complete dentures? Are you printing all of those? I am pushing as much as I can to do this. In fact, we just did a seminar with Jimmy Stego. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy, I've been doing some reference dentures for a while. You know, you scan the existing one with a, a wash impression inside of it. And then now you've got your bite registration and you've got your impression on the same shot. So your first appointment with the doctor back in his office is the try-in. So you mm -hmm. do two appointment dentures. And some people have gotten comfortable enough to do two appointments, but I still encourage the try-in just because I like the try-in phase. I want to make sure that thing works right yeah. when you put it all in. Yeah. But we've been having a lot of great success. We've been doing the carbon dentures for over two years now. We've had one remake. The only reason that was because somebody didn't add the fuse in one of the teeth pockets and the tooth popped out. Ah. But we have had zero comeback for those digital dentures. That's amazing. Yeah. We've got our remake factor down. It is ridiculous. Like ortho, it's like half a percent. Wow. Crown and Bridge is around two, two and a half. And removable is around two percent. That's amazing. Yeah, that is. But, you know, if you've got a strong leader like Dan and Steve and now Daniel, and then we have Josh and implants, 
they've just got it down pat. I yeah. mean, they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. And uh, our product is speaking for itself. It really is. We didn't have that same remake factor one exactly one year ago. We were having some trouble yes. in Crown and Bridge. And what we decided to do is we, we talked to one of our guys, and he's actually a previous lab hunter. And we just sat him out there on the QC bench. And he's not having to worry about production anymore. And he loves it. He's sitting out there checking the shades and everything. And our remakes fell substantially. So I would encourage anybody, if you have previous lab owners in your lab, put him on your QC bench. Yeah. He's going to be the best man for the job. Yeah. He checks hundreds of zirconia crowns a day. Yep. Yep. Wow. Specifically around 250 to 300 a day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we have some help. Guys get up and help a little bit. When, sure. You know. There's a little soft spots everywhere, so when, whenever there's time, people get up and help. Uh, we've been particularly growing in hybrids here recently. We've never really done a lot of them. There's one every other month, but uh, we landed a residency not too long ago, and all of a sudden, we had 12 arches in the lab, so now that's the new thing we're having to get good at really fast, and we're getting good at it really fast. Uh, I've got some guys that used to work at another lab that used to do them a lot, and they're training and teaching. Everything's going fantastic. Are you in the office doing conversions? Uh, we have one guy that does that. That's yeah. the one thing we don't do a whole lot of. Okay, so you're getting the cases after. Yeah, so the residency, what they're doing over there is they're training to do the conversions, place the implants and everything. There's about 12 doctors that show up and they take a year course after they get out of the dental school because mm -hmm. the dental schools, everybody knows, they're not really training people the way they should be anymore. Yeah. So they're going over there learning how to place implants and do denture stuff. So that's what they're doing over there. And they give us the uh, PMMAs and the hybrids to, to finish up. Wow. Wow. But that is something in the works. And Lord, we were just talking to a dentist yesterday about mm -hmm. coming on board with us. He's only working a few days a week and he wants to do something that's not exact dentistry he still wants to be in the dental field and we're talking to him about doing some conversion work and going out and training other dentists to take better impressions and a lot of different things so really excited to see what happens there i feel like we're going to start changing this area a little bit yeah yeah where does most of your work come from local or oh it's all over yeah okay well most of Louisiana, our stuff Louisiana, mississippi florida yeah tennessee pennsylvania Washington, D.C. area. Wow. There's only a handful of places that are around there, but we also have uh, eight or nine route drivers right now. Mm -hmm. that oh, drive wow. Yeah. 30 minutes to two hours away. Kentucky. We probably work in 12 states. Yeah. Mostly in the southeast. Sure. Yeah. But nine drivers, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Well, we find people that, you know, they're retirees and they want to do something still. One guy yeah. used to for mail and he loved driving for mail and he wants to work four days a week and a lot of dentists don't work on friday so he's perfect so. Mm -hmm. sure that's fantastic yeah so blake you've been asked to speak at the visions 21 right or the yeah. panel discussion how'd that come about that is jamie stover from carvin yeah i became yeah. good friends with him when i joined the dra group and i met him through miss megan nakanishi mm -hmm. yeah and it, me and jamie just we're both metal heads we've got some of the similar backgrounds <laughs> so i we're both drummers i used to be a drummer in a death metal band when i was growing up so. oh jeez <laughs> which is probably where all my trouble came from. <laughs> so, But me and Jamie just started kicking it off. And then uh, 
I've had a great relationship with Carbon for a couple of years now. I love my rep, David Dubreezy. Oh, da- yeah, I know him. Oh, David's awesome. Yeah. We talk all the time, too. He used to be the strawman rep in Indianapolis, where I'm at. Yeah, I remember he used to work in a lot of implant stuff, and he's uh, traditionally an ortho guy, too. Mm-hmm. I think in his past life. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a great relationship with them, and so I've just... You know, we've started doing more of their stuff, and they've seen how much I've been talking online with people. I've become friends with people like Mintran and a bunch of different people all over the place. I actually do some of their partials. Wow. Uh, and so that just kind of organically happened. I've never really spoken on stage before, so I'm nervous. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm sure I'll get good at it. Yeah. You just got to do it a couple of times. Yeah. But I'm up there with some really strong people like Jim Caruso. He's a rock star. Yeah, he I is. can't wait to talk more to that guy. I've talked to him on the phone once before, and he's really awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. This is what I've noticed, Barb. Yes. Blake, he is not afraid to talk to anybody. And, you know, when we were growing up, when you had your lab in the early days, lab didn't talk to each other. Oh, I know. <laughs> we didn't share any secrets. We didn't help anybody. We just kind of were in our little shell. And I kept telling Blake, I said, Blake, why are you talking about all this stuff? You need to be quiet. He said, Mom, it's a different day. Everybody's helping each other. It's all on the Internet anyway. I'm just going <laughs> to say whatever I want to say. I said, well, okay. And it, like I was talking earlier with you, Elvis, Blake said, Mom, call me and say, Take that down. Take that down. <laughs> Don't be what posting that. Yeah, but I've just let him go now because there's no stopping him. Well, we've started to see the benefit. And we have seen the benefit because I think people understand that Blake's a very open person. And if they're having any kind of problems and he knows the answer, he will help them. He will tell them what to do, what product to use. I had a guy reach out to me from a lab in Missouri. His name is Dan. I can't remember his last name, but he called me. They got my number from somebody. I think they got my number from Sean Nowak. Mm -hmm. This guy will help you. So I started talking to him about printing partials and I just talked to him a couple of times over the phone and just gave him a couple of quick answers. He was an older technician. He's in his late fifties, I think. And I got him set up uh, just by talking on the phone with him, telling him, you know, the mistakes that I've made and what I've learned. And he was like, man, can I pay you in some way? I was like, no, man, I'm just I'm just paying it forward. This is how I love it. Somebody did that for you. Yeah. And so I'm just paying it forward, and I just encourage you, please pay it forward if somebody asks you a question. Because uh, really, like, this is why a lot of stuff ended up overseas in the first place. Nobody would talk to each other. Right. Nobody was helping each other. And I think right now we're starting to see a lot of that tide change, mm-hmm. especially since the pandemic. Yeah. So, and that's one of my main goals in this industry, you know, in the future is to bring a lot of this back over here just through open communication with people. There is so much work out there oh, that they plenty. are sending tons of it to China. So that should tell you something. We can all do this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you made a good point. Previously, if you needed help or you needed to know how to do something, your only option was offshore yeah. But now you can communicate with other labs, find out what they're doing, get the help, and keep it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So are you both going to the Visions meeting next week? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. So we get to meet you in person. Yeah. 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 So what's next for you guys? Yeah. What's Barksdale working on? 
Yep. Well, as soon as I can uh, get them to cop up a quarter of a million dollars, I'd love to get into metal printing. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice. Come on, Mom. Sell a few houses. <laughs> I took this uh, webinar on the Sisma printer, which used to be Trump machines. And that is, I believe it's Bill Zomro. That's the rep for them around mm-hmm. here. They're, they said a dual laser that can print six partials in two and a half hours. What? That to me was crazy because I haven't seen any of the other metal printers able to do that. I know Midwest Dental Arts has one, so I'd be interested to talk to Whitney and see how that's going down there. Yeah. But I was looking at that, and I found out the price tag, and I just went and tapped that on the show. Hey, Dad, can I have a quarter million dollars? <laughs> what, what are you, crazy? It was like, all right, well, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> If you don't ask, you don't get, right? <laughs> so he shoot me away. I'll try it again next year. <laughs> That's the thing that, like he never gives up. Blake, what you do is you ask for half a million. Then when he says no, then you're like, well, how about quarter? And yeah. then work your way down. <laughs> Blake pushes me constantly. Upgrade, upgrade. Well, I, I do a lot of the background research. I check out all the ROIs and things. Like we, we've looked at iVotion and a bunch of different things. And really, with the volume that we do, it makes the most sense for us to print bases. And with the new PM Premium tooth resin that's coming out this year, me and Dan are going to make a hard push to push everything digital as soon as we can mm. uh, when it comes to complete upper and lower dentures. And I've done some acrylic partials to where you just, you bend the wire, you glue it to the model, you scan it, and then you just design the partial right over that. You reline the uh, the right wire into place and it clips right on. It does just great. It looks wow. beautiful. Wow. Kind of gone a little further uh, with the help of Trey Ford, and Ford Dental Lab in Ohio. I designed just the saddles, just the bases that go over a saddle of a partial and milled PMMA teeth. And I've actually, on our Instagram, I've got a case that I did that was an overdenture with titanium mesh that was milled. So the whole thing was digital. Milled titanium mesh grids, uh, printed bases, and milled teeth. The whole thing was digital, modeling everything. Wow. Uh, So there was hardly any hand finishing it. This is like a $1,200 case. So uh, it was just, yeah, it's awesome what we're about to be able to do. And all you do is you take, you print those saddles, and underneath the mesh grid, you just reline it into place. And so now, basically, you just need a reline technician and a couple of designers, and you're ready to go. Unbelievable. Excellent. It's so smart. It's just amazing. It Mom! <laughs> it sounds like you do your research. He does all the time. All the time. He calls me as late as 11 o'clock at night. Mom. Look at this. I'm going to send you this article. Look, read this. And I'm like, really only understand a little bit of it. I'll read it. And then I'll say, okay. And then he'll explain it. Okay. (laughs) And then he'll have to explain it several times. I say, oh, okay. I get it now. I'm at home talking to my wife about this stuff at nine o'clock at night. She's mad at me because I'm still on my phone. Oh, yeah. She's, she's listening to me talking, and she's like a toddler trying to hold her head up. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> I love this industry. It's been very good to us. So I just want to give back and, you know, push in as much as I can. I wanted to say a positive word, too, about our, our millers. Yeah. The people that we buy the machines from. Oh, Versamil. 
they are fantastic. Yeah, so actually, so Axis Dental Solutions, we had one of our millers here for a long time. At some point in time or another, he was going to go try out plumbing. And during that time, I'm, I'm setting all this up so that nobody thinks they stole him from us. <laughs> they didn't. So yeah. during that time, he had a good relationship with Axis. He would talk to them about a lot of stuff. And then he came back to work for us. And then I got a phone call from Greg Riddichar that works for Axis Dental Solutions. They sell the Versamills, the ones that Argon uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these all over the place. But Cameron had applied for a job while he wasn't working here. And he never really heard anything about it. So they called me and they talked to me about it. And I was just sat and thought. And I was like, yeah, let's send somebody up there. I'll have a man on the inside. So I let him hire him. And he's up there. He's making more money now. He's doing a fantastic job. Mm. And that's just better strengthened our relationship with this milling company. We get a lot of awesome strategies from them. We started out with the wheeling system a long time ago. Then we tried some digital dental. We do use digital dental to mill our abutments because we do pre-milled blanks. We still do a lot of authentic here. As long as they want authentic, we use it. They don't specify or they want to try something different. We just mill our own blanks. But we sent Cameron up there, and now I'm looking around. Hey, who wants to go work for Ivaclar? Who wants to go work for Dent Supply? <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, they were really good to us. And uh, we've got, I think we've had six of their mills now. And we got a seventh one on the way. And these things are doing fantastic. Wow. Well, yeah. It's a crown. It's all wet milling. And with wet milling, there's a little bit of a different process. You have to make sure you dry them right. You got to make sure you got the yeah. right zirconia. Because uh, you put the wrong zirconia in there, it can wash the chroma out of it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that, and I tried some cheaper stuff, and it just it didn't work. And so now we've got a great success, with, and we kind of do the whole argon process. We use argon zirconia. We use the same mill as they do. I've got a bunch of different centering ovens from different places. But, you know, Axis Dental Solutions are top of the line. They do great work over there. And you mill all your zirconia wet? Yep. Interesting. We used to do dry. Uh, really, the point of it is it keeps our lab extremely clean. Yeah. yeah. I've got a great system where I have two tanks per mill and I have my maintenance man come in and he pulls the tank out from the the previous day and he sticks the new tank in with clean water. We have our own water distillers here. We have a distiller that distills 42 gallons a day. Wow. Wow. I mean, well, you use distilled water for investing, you know, steamers. If you put anything else inside a steamer, it'll start calcifying and tearing up. So we just looked at it. We spent four grand on a, a water distiller from Durastill Water Systems, and it's been awesome. And it's paid for itself in about a year of what we would save on, you know, buying big jugs of distilled water all the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's cleaned every single day, and it's, it's a tried and true system. So every time the millers get here, all they have to, they don't even have to clean the mills. They just get in, they just start, and they just clean between each job on the actual puck holder. Yeah. So... Wow. It's healthier for the people that are working in the milling room. You got to take care of your people. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure they're safe. You know, we have the Zubler suction system throughout the lab. So do we. It's just great. I, I mean, that you got to take care of your people. You know, yeah. in the past, bar people would get sick from inhaling all these products. There, there was a lot of bad stuff. It, it was hard on older technicians, and a lot yeah. of people got sick. Yeah. And watching all that, when we built this new lab, 
when we moved in, what was it, about eight years ago? Yeah. We moved to Huntsville eight years ago, and we made sure that we put the processes in place to protect our employees. That's important. That's fantastic. And that's how you keep them. And when we, when we moved here, we only took up 40% of the building. We actually had a really nice, like, CE area, which was our break room, had pull-down projectors and everything. We were going to come do CE events here. Well, now we've grown so much that that is supplies. Our customer service sits out there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have my IT person out there. I have a maintenance man with all his stuff out there. And so now we're having to build on probably five to 7,000 square feet more, and we need a new removable department. Because we're getting 100 cases in a day, and my plaster bench is only about seven feet long for removal. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, you need more. We need some serious help. So. <laughs> Looks like some upcoming construction's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I know how to do that. There you go. <laughs> I know you do. Well, Blake, Betty, we've hit that hour mark. That's an unbelievable story. Yeah. It's been a fun ride, I can tell you that. Yeah. I can hear it in your voice. I'm really enjoying watching Blake take over. And we didn't get to mention my, my middle daughter, Jennifer. She got a degree in, what was that, business no, management? No, we talked about HR. it. She used to be a waxer. She's running HR now. Yeah. She's changing a lot of things, too. Yeah. Getting things streamlined as far as paperwork, HR. So she's, she's been a little, she's got a new baby. The baby's yeah. nine months old. She's at home right now, but she'll be back. She's starting to come back a little bit now. But she's, she's also a future leader in this industry. And she, she hasn't talked a lot, but I'm going to start putting her on a lot of things with me. Jennifer's got a voice and she's strong. And she's, awesome. she's definitely a woman that people are going to want to talk to. That's so. awesome. It's important HR in our industry and labs. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's not talked about enough. So yeah. Right. And she's got the technician knowledge. So she's kind of a one of a kind on that front. Yeah. So. You hardly run into HR people that know the actual, what the lab's doing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, y'all. Really, <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Well, y'all have a good afternoon. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Even though this is coming out long after Visions, looking forward to seeing you guys yeah. in Las Vegas. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. Have a great day. Cool. We'll talk to you later. Yes, All sir. Right. Bye-bye. Did you know that most InLab MCX5 users that have ordered burrs from Grow3x once keep on ordering Grow3x burrs over and over again? No way. You know what? I didn't know that. Why do you think that is, Elvis? I think it's because Grow3x burrs are engineered by some of the same folks who have been providing burrs to some of the largest U.S. production labs for years. Did you also know that most roll-ins and DG Shape users have no idea what they are missing out on? Well, I think I can guess what they're missing out on. You are right. Most Roland and DG Shape users have absolutely no idea how good and great Grow3x burrs are because they think that the Grow3x burrs are only for the in-lab systems. Well, they are wrong. (laughs) To give Roland and DG Shape users the opportunity to find out for themselves how great the burrs are for their machines... Grow3x is now offering a buy three, get two burrs free special. 
This is exclusively for Voices from the Bench listeners, you guys, so please go support them. So all you simply have to do is go to the Grow3x website. That's grow3x.com. Click on Burrs, then select Roland and DG Shape. Add five Burrs of your choice to your cart. Click on Checkout. Enter the discount code B3G2. That is B as in boy, the number three, G as in girl, the number two, Burrs, and check out. That's awesome. You know what? We actually have a code, Elvis. Boom. That was easy, guys. Go for it. Free Burrs. Use them and use them well. And we appreciate your support of the podcast, Grow3x. Thank you. Is your lab in a position to take on new customers? Do you have the capacity to service more doctors? America Smiles has helped hundreds of labs across the country to acquire new dental accounts. They're the biggest name in dental laboratory marketing. Don't waste time mailing and calling hundreds of doctors just to see poor results and hear overwhelming rejection. Let America Smiles do all the heavy lifting for you. For just $195 a month, the America Smiles One Voice program will help you skip to the front of the line. They'll prospect your local or target area, produce your creative marketing, and do all the cold calling to leave you with extremely qualified appointments guaranteed to help you find your ideal clients and grow your business. Visit americasmiles.net one voice. That's americasmiles.net backslash one dash voice to learn more about how you can increase your lab's bottom line. Use the promo code VOICESFROMTHEBENCH, all one word, during checkout to qualify for a month-to-month agreement, enabling you the freedom to cancel the marketing service anytime. If you'd like to speak to an agent who can answer your questions about a time-tested, completely done-for-you approach to marketing, please give them a call at 708-279-9031. Join America Smiles One Voice today. Getting new dentists to try your lab has never been easier. And we appreciate your support of the podcast, America Smiles. A huge thanks to Betty and Blake for coming on our podcast. It sounds like y'all are doing some amazing things out there in Alabama. And I think a lot of businesses, not just labs, can learn how to treat employees better to get better employees. It was really a remarkable story how they dealt with their employees during the uh, pandemic and took care of everything. Super awesome. So since we recorded this before Visions, Blake was on stage during the panel discussion and did a fantastic job, as did everybody else. And we hope to see more from him on stage in the future events. Thanks, Blake and Betty. Awesome, everybody. We hope to see you this weekend in Chicago. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Safe travels. you suck today.